Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 108 Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They uh, wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex is Alberta's number one own and operate a place to buy office technology and software. They want you to stay safe, uh, again, during these tough times. All right. Uh, in this hour, it's our all-truculent show today. Uh, Louis DeBrusque at 1230, Brian Burke in 23 seconds, and uh, George LaRock at 135 today. As, uh, we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, where we are joined by Brian Burke for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication solar. Brian, I don't know if anybody has ever told you this, but if you go on Brian Burke's Hockey DB page, there's a photo of you from your days with the Maine Mariners. And uh, you uh, you look like the guy who played uh, the lead in Anchorman, Will Ferrell. In terms, just, <laughs> just, just, just with that mustache, the way the mustache is going, like, it's pretty awesome. Has anybody yeah, ever told yeah, you? We thought we looked really cool back then with their long hair and no shaving for everyone had a mustache and then you wouldn't shave for five or six days so you look like a slob. Yeah. But we thought we looked pretty cool. Uh, we were just talking with Louis DeBrusque in the last segment, and then the conversation morphed on sort of enforcer nicknames that are out there. And Louis started talking about some of the guys, the minors. Uh, and there's a guy that you played with on that team. He's no longer with us. He was originally from Edmonton, and he was, when he went to the NHL with the Flyers, he was crazy tough, and that's Dave Hoyta. Dave Hoyta was a tough dude. Yeah, they, we call him Hammer. So he took the same nickname as Dave Schultz that did. You know, and Dave Schultz uh, had, had moved on from the Flyers by then, but we called him the Hammer. And he was, unfortunately, we lost him a couple of years ago, but we uh, he was as tough as they come. Like, I I saw him just, and he was the nicest guy. Like, so many of those guys, like Louis DeBrus, these guys that are so tough. George LaRock, guys that are so tough on the ice are often the nicest guys off the ice. And Dave Hoyter was a real gentle uh, real 
caring guy, very popular teammate, but boy, could he fight. And he got mad fast. Well, he wore the same number as Dave Schultz in the NHL as well. He wore number eight, so it's interesting that he went with the hammer. You had Bob McCammon as your head coach, and Bob spent years as a, an Oilers assistant coach. He had some head coaching time in Vancouver as well. He was a, a funny, funny man. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, Bob was when you played for him during the games. You know, we had a really good team, and and Mr. Allen, uh, the late great Keith Allen put that team together and i think you and i might have talked about this bob but like you know uh john paddock was on that team and uh, terry murray and dennis patterson scouted for i think nine guys off a 22-man roster went on to be nhl scouts or coaches al hill uh, so like mr allen knew how to identify character people yeah bob mccammon was the head coach and back then they didn't have we didn't have assistant coaches it was just a head coach and he was a really good coach. We won the Calder Cup, but, oh, is he funny. He'd come back to the bench, he'd say things to you that you'd, be, you'd have trouble stopping laughing in time for your next turn on the ice. I can tell you, and I know you will find this hard to believe, uh, but uh, 20 or so years ago, maybe even more, 25 years ago, I might have been uh, a little more cockier and fuller of myself than I currently am. And Bob McCammon had the ability, in about three words or less, <laughs> to put a guy in his place. So, and, he, and you oh, know yeah. what? I'm the I'm the type of guy I can laugh at stuff like that. Like it's, it just it makes me chuckle. So it was it was it was pretty. He was a funny funny dude, no question about it. You talked about the scouting and uh, having people working in the business. And Randy Hanch helped build the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, they won the 2014 Memorial Cup. Uh, the, the, the organization sacrificed for a couple of years. He left the Oil Kings, went to the Buffalo Sabres, and he was part of a purge in Buffalo. 22 staff members let go in the last couple of days by the Sabres organization. Um, just your thoughts overall on what's happened in Buffalo and their decision to go with another, at least at this time it appears to be a rookie general manager. Well, he is a, he is a rookie general manager, and it's they went with an, a rookie GM. And but they went with a highly trained rookie GM. So Jason Botterill, you know, he spent ten years working in the Pittsburgh organization and working his way up. So <laughs> I think they think he did it right last time. Um, and this time, what they said in the press conference was they know and trust this this GM. And as a Kevin Adams, yeah, they know someone in an interview. Yep. <laughs> and, and Terry Pagula was very emphatic that. Having someone work for you for nine years is different than, you know, interviewing someone. Basically, saying they somehow got fooled by Jason Botterill. Well, I, there's some really specific job skills you need to be a GM, and I think Kevin Adams is a bright guy. He seems like a nice enough guy, but I wouldn't put him in a in the astronaut program just because I know him and trust him. I'd want him to train as an astronaut. So yeah, second time he's gone with a rookie GM who lasted three years. Huh, what could go wrong? Well, the funny thing is, I mean, Tim Murray, uh, and Tim's got a, uh, he's he's got uh, some bite to his personality, as you know. And uh, so Tim Murray, first-time GM, he gets three years. Jason Botterill, uh, Tim Murray coming through that Ottawa organization that was has been a little bit unpredictable over the years. Uh, Botterill, conversely, out of a Pittsburgh organization that many might suggest has been a model organization. And now they go down the road again. 
Also, like, Brian, to me, the thing that struck me as strange is why fire all the scouts right now? You're sure to have the information. I mean, the only justification might be just to save money. I don't know. But you're now going to have that information out there, unless they plan on completely redoing their board and how they're planning for the draft. I just, the, the timing of which and the extent of the casualties in terms of who they let go, to me, are quite concerning. Well, it, it, it's it's embarrassing. It, it, it's, it looks. I mean, the reason for the timing is June thirtieth. So all the scouts, GMs, coaches, almost all of them expire on June thirtieth, and a multi-year deal. Like uh, when I when I left Calgary, I had so much left on my term, but it, it expired on June thirtieth. So um, <clears throat> all my GM contracts did anyhow. So I think the timing is we'll let go anyone who's, who's not got term left on their contract. They're not renewing them anyway. And and to be fair, uh, owners have the right to have the people they want run the team. And, and yep. every team in the NHL now, every single one, has laid off some people. They're trying not to get the hockey operations just yet. But the business side, the Calgary Flames and, and Edmonton Oilers have laid off people on the business side. Yes. Pretty sure. I know Calgary has a lot. So they're trying to preserve the hockey side. But a number of teams have relieved people of their duties. Uh, and and not plan to bring them back unless the revenue picture improves, and it's not going to. It's going to be a, a tough time. So I think they'll tell staffs to get down to the, the skeleton you need to operate. So, And you know, Bob, because you've been around a long time. When I came to the Canucks in 87, we had six or eight scouts. And then back then, there weren't that many European players. And someone said, well, we have a part-time guy in Czechoslovakia, because it was one country then. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we're starting to find more players there. Let's put someone over there to do Czechoslovakia, Germany, and Switzerland. And then all of a sudden there's more Russian players. Well, we need a full-time Russian guy. We need a full-time Swedish guy. So, And then the college free agents. If you want to sign college free agents, you got to have a guy to track them too. So next thing you're up, we're at uh, 17, 18, 19 scouts. Player development, we had one guy when I got to Calgary. There's three now. And I think owners are going to call GM and say, look, we, we can't go with a skeleton crew. But what is the smallest number that we can still do a pretty good job at? And let's get to that number while we figure out the money side. But this throwing a grenade at 22 people at a time when you're guaranteed they can't find any work. No one's hiring anyone. I mean, it's an awful thing, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, in, in the case of several of the organizations, uh, I'm not telling anything out of school here. A lot of uh, staff members took significant cuts uh, working to, to stay in those organizations as well. Uh, Brian, both the American Hockey League and the WHL mapped out kind of part of their plan. The WHL, I think, was a little bit more specific on their return to plan this week. Um, obviously, these are important from a developmental perspective. I mean, this has got to be a little bit troubling because both the American Hockey League and the Western Hockey well, face it, even the NHL, uh, long terms, like for 2021, they need fans in the building. It's got to be concerning for NHL managers and guys on the development side of the organizations as they continue to you know, track and evolve the growth of their young players. Well, every level in the pyramid. So the, the NHL is the top of the pyramid, but every level, you go AHL, East Coast League, uh, college, junior, uh, down to AAA, you know, midget and Bantam. Every level of that pyramid is of vital importance to us, and they're all unclear as to when do they get to play again, and how does what does it look like when they do? They're talking here that the. the 
most they can see happening in the fall is groups of six or fewer working on skill development. Well, that's that's helpful, but that's not how you're going to learn to play hockey in the NHL. It's going to help you, but it's no substitute for playing games and going to do on a regular practice schedule in big groups with drills. So I, I don't know how it looks, but I think the notion that, okay, I think the notion is we, we need fans to make money and we're not going to have fans right away. But where does this league stand in another 18 months if we don't play? And this is what I'm saying to NHL players. Like Kevin Bieksa said yesterday or the day before, he's not so sure all these guys want to play. Well, I got news for you. If they don't get this game back on the ice this summer, they're going to come back to a very different economic landscape in, in next winter or fall, whenever we resume. So I like the fact that WHL and AHL are going return to play protocols. And, hey, we'll sort it out as we go. For now, no fans. We'll get it. Yeah, uh, and again, last week you were quite specific in terms of how your perspective, it's not that it changed, it's just that they moved the goalposts a bit to extend the length of the season, and you do now think we're going to play, even though there might still be some challenges with the PA. Yeah, I do, and I don't. I think we'll get a new CBA out of this too. Um, I don't think there's any choice here but to play if we humanly possibly can, and I think that they've got to identify the hub cities. They've got to lay out next season soon they've got to give fans a focal point for when next season is going to begin and end uh, i think they've been late on that but i give them some cut them some slack because it's not like they haven't been looking at other things but announce the hub cities announce the schedule for next year announce the new cba and then let's get the game back on tv do you think the hub city uh, destinations do you think that's a fluid situation for the nhl and what i'm going to specifically get to is you know vegas is they're getting like three or four hundred positive cases a day of covid in vegas we have people in edmonton listening to the show right now that are concerned well you know we're getting six to 18 positive tests meanwhile the city you know the province has triple testing in 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 cities in cities like edmonton since may so that's part of the reason why there's been a a spike up but vegas has had three to four hundred a day right is that going to change the uh, landscape a bit for the league do you think I don't think it's I don't think it's that relevant with the concept of bubbling these guys. Okay. I don't think they care if it's a hot spot if they can truly quarantine and bubble these guys the whole time. So if they stay in one hotel, walk to the rink, no interaction with fans. The only the group of thirty seven or whatever goes into the building at once. It's already been sanitized before the last group left. You go to your meals, bubble. You never if they can truly bubble them. It shouldn't matter what the COVID-19 rate is in that city. Now, if they can't do that, if they're not absolutely sure they can bubble them, then it should be the number one factor. Yeah, absolutely. One final one for you, and it's a little bit of a fun one. Brian, the way we are headed, you're a man known for truculence. Are you concerned that we're not going to have any more truculence left in society in the next couple of years? No, I think I think that the fastest growing sport in the world the last ten years has been UFC. I think people still value conflict and value combat, and so no. And every year when I start to despair about how the NHL is playing, then the playoffs start, and I get my fix. So no, I think we're still okay. And I don't like the way we're going, but there's parts of it that I still love. Brian, we love having you on the show. Thank you for your time. 
Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Brian Burke, longtime NHL executive, now uh, top flight analyst for NHL Hockey on Rogers. Brian's appearance is every Thursday on Oilers Now. Are brought to you by the Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. We'll take a quick time out at 122. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks, Darnell. You can text us at any time. It's 125 in Edmonton on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, I don't believe we're going to see regular season until there are vaccines. It's just not worth playing. Dash to empty rinks. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Gas B says, Bob, what about arena and hotel staff? Will they be a part of the bubble wherever it is? Another texter says this. Um, DB says, Bob, uh, missed the talk with Brian Burke, so maybe you could touch on this, but hearing Vegas is the front runner for a hub city, is the NHL slash NHLPA considering how hot it will be in Vegas in August? Can they even keep the ice in the building at that temperature? Players can't even go outside to golf, and families wouldn't be able to spend much time outside either. Your thoughts from DB? Um... I thought about all those issues, DB, and I get where you're coming from. Uh, fair perspective to have. Drew in West Kelowna says, Hey, Bob, I've heard from uh, multiple insiders from around the league suggest that the bubble of which other cities are chosen has to be so secure that it almost doesn't matter what the COVID situation is uh, in the perspective of cities. No one will likely be able to leave the bubble anyways. Does this hurt our chances being that Edmonton COVID numbers and testing are two of the biggest strengths of what we have to offer from Drew and Kelowna? Drew, that's a fair perspective to have. That's legitimate. Uh, and, and I, you know, we could see a uh, scenario uh, like that. Here we go. Um uh, Fear the Finn, Phil, text the show. He's a San Jose Sharks fan and a Stanford fan. Bob, the PGA Tour are playing now in a new city every week. 156 players plus tournament volunteers and the PGA Tour staff on site. Players are flown on a private plane to each tournament, tested before and after each event. Last week, not one positive test again. And he's saying, so the bubble works. And that is the sentiment uh, that... Uh, is out there from some absolutely now that the retail world is starting to reopen your friends at brent ridge ford and wetaskiwin hard at work the entire inventory repriced to make it easier for you to get a new ford at brent ridge ford and wetaskiwin where cars cost less get up to 18k off remaining 2019 f350s but hurry there's only a few left they've got mustangs escapes explorers and even rangers on sale let uncle milt rich johnny and the gang at brent ridge ford lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com our show all on truculence continues with uh, a nice guy who could back it up? Edmonton sporting icon George LaRock at 135 off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.